Thanks for tuning into the Texas Family Law Podcast, where we provide you tips and insight to help you navigate divorce and child custody situations. This is Brian Walters. And I'm Jake Gilbreth. We are the managing partners at Walters Gilbreth PLLC with offices in Houston, Austin, and Dallas. And we're both board certified in family law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. Your hosts are broadcasting from the Lone Star State of Texas, where both have earned a reputation as fierce and effective advocates, both inside and outside the courtroom. All right. So this week upcoming is Thanksgiving. So we figured we'd take on a, at least a relatively simple, although the answer is more complex than you think it would be, but relatively simple question of how is how are holidays typically handled between two divorced households or separate households? So here on podcasts, we talk a lot about the standard possession order, which is set forth in the family code. So Brian, talk to us about how do you best, because I keep on changing how I explain it because it's relatively complex, but how do you explain the standard possession order and how holidays are, are managed between two households? Right. There's, there's two, two different schedules. One is if you live within 100 miles of the other parent, which most people do. And then there's if you live more than 100 miles apart. So talk about if you live closer to each other within 100 miles of each other. So it's almost Thanksgiving. So I'll start with that. So that alternates year to year. So one parent will have the whole Thanksgiving period from the time school gets out. Usually these days, that's the Friday before Thanksgiving can be so sometimes schools go a little bit longer, but generally that's what it is now until the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So it's a real long piece of time. It's about nine days that one parent gets entirely. And then that'll alternate the next year. And then as Christmas rolls around, they split that into two. So the parent who did not get Thanksgiving is going to get uh, Christmas. They're going to get the first half of it from the time school gets out. You know, that varies you know, between you know, a week to three days before Christmas, all the way till the 28th. And that's the dividing point on the 28th of December than the other parent gets from the 28th till school resumes, which of course, again, varies greatly depending on where, where New Year's falls. And then as you roll into spring, their spring break is very similar to Thanksgiving. It's the Friday before spring break, all the way to the following Sunday, so about nine days. So those are the big three holidays. If you're over 100 miles, the parent who does not have custody gets both uh, or gets spring break every year and uh, everything else stays the same. That's just a little bonus for them being further away. So that's what the standard possession order says. It doesn't cover other major holidays, and it might be important to people, but that's that's the basic outline of it. Yeah, I think that's right. But in practice, Tim, it's always important. I think this is one we forget sometimes is people sometimes shorthand and talk about holidays for, for standard possession order and stuff. And it is important to be careful on spring break because technically speaking, spring breaks plugged under a different section in the family code. It's actually under the one that outlines the standard possession order. So be real clear about what you're doing for holidays. But that is the, and then of course there's Mother's Days and Father's Day. And I think the the order reads the same as far as Mother's Day weekend and Father's Day weekend and the child's birthday. Practically speaking, like you were saying, Brian, it's it's different. If I live over a hundred miles, practically speaking, am I going to spend time on the child's birthday? If I'm Detroit, am I ex lives in Austin or Houston, then so there's a practical deal. What we do talk about child's birthdays, we talk about Mother's Day weekend and Father's Day weekend. Thanksgiving and Christmas, though, obviously the, the big ones, like you were saying, and that is what's in the standard possession order. Yeah. We get a lot of questions sometimes about what about Halloween? 
what about Easter? You know, Fourth of July is a big one uh, for people, I, I think. And tell me if you have a different experience, Brian. Most judges I've been in front of say y'all can agree that if you want. Otherwise, it's just going to fall where it falls. For whatever reason, the state legislature has not put in the family the family code in the, in the standard possession order those holidays. It's not uncommon that some parents decide to outline those holidays, particularly Easter and Halloween are really fun times with kids. And parents sometimes want to do that. But that needs to be done by agreement because I haven't seen a judge ever make specific orders for Halloween or Fourth of July or anything like that. Have you, Brian? No, I've seen the occasional religious holiday, and Easter is one of those that's, it is a religious holiday, but it's become, you know, Christmas, it's a very, it's become a very secular holiday too. But I could, for example, the uh, Jewish holidays or the Islamic holidays, if that's important to a parent, and, and especially if the other parent is not of the same faith, I've seen courts sometimes allow those. But also, yeah. most of the time people agree on those things, but it, that's the one exception that I've seen. And as, as a practical matter, Halloween is going to be, no, it's not 50-50 in a standard possession order, but both parents are going to get a lot of Halloweens over the childhood of, a, of one of their children because of just the way that the days fall and the, and the times fall. Yeah. And it's important to remember, you know, you can always do anything by agreement. And, and people do. There's, I've had couples for, that they come in and, and sometimes even my client will say, Christmas just isn't a thing in my family that we spend a bunch of time on. We do presents, but it's just not a big deal. And man, Christmas is just the biggest thing in the world for her family. And, but Thanksgiving is really my family's deal. And then I've seen people agree that maybe dad gets all every single Thanksgiving mom gets every single Christmas, you know, and I'll, we can certainly do that. I do try to get people when they think about holidays. And this is when we talk about the standard possession or try to think about not just the upcoming holiday, but what it looks like five years from now, 10 years from now, it's, you know, really easy when you're going through a divorce, particularly to think, just think about the immediate future. But what you really need to be thinking about too, is what's my life look like in five years from a divorce? Statistically, most of our clients get remarried or if they, you know, not remarried in a significant relationship. And you're probably, if you're with a significant relationship with somebody with kids, the likelihood is that individual is going to have a holiday schedule with his or her ex. And that holiday schedule is likely to be on a standard possession order. By the way, it's, it's really common as far as stepping away from the standard possession order. I, I will see judges try really hard to link up the holidays when they're stepkids, blended families and everything. It makes sense a lot of the times to make sure that everybody's at Christmas for one household and Thanksgiving for the other household. And so I'll see them change it up sometimes just to make, and a lot of people do it by agreement, change up their schedules to make sure everybody's It'd be weird. I don't say it'd be weird, but it'd be difficult if you have Christmas with your kids, and but then your stepkids are with the other household during Christmas. Judges will try to link that up as much as they can. But the other thing I commonly see, particularly with younger kids, is parents come to us and say, "Look, I want to split every single Christmas with my ex. We want Christmas Day split down the middle. We want Thanksgiving split down the middle. We want to do presents at both houses. That type of stuff." And you know, I get that. That's a good, that's really well-intentioned. And some people do that. I don't know about you, Brian, with the advice I usually give people is that's, I usually tell people to stick to the standard possession order. And I try to tell them, you have to understand five years from now, you may be remarried. And let's say you're remarried and your new spouse is, has family in Boston. If you split Christmas day, you will never have Christmas with your new spouse's parents in Boston. Just, you can't. 
but if you have a standard possession, then you can actually do that. And then people need to remember about possession schedules is you can always do whatever by agreement. Every single possession schedule in the state of Texas says that parents can do whatever they want by agreement. Absent agreement, here's the schedule. So I usually tell people to follow that standard possession order because, and again, we can work around if you want, but my sort of default advice is follow the standard possession order. You're probably going to be in a relationship with somebody who has a standard possession order moving forward. And then hopefully the two of y'all, you and your ex can can just do anything by agreement. But that's that's me. What do you tell clients when that comes up, Brian? Because I, I don't think it's uncommon. Right on. I agree. And but sure enough, twice in the past two weeks, I've negotiated settlements that had split Christmases and for exactly the reason, you know, the, exactly the motivations you talked about. And hopefully it's, this is our clients' lives. And if that's what they think is best after they've been, you know, given the pros and cons of it, that's fine. And hopefully that will work out well for everybody. But the future is hard to tell. I, yeah. The more I've done the, spe- the standard possession order over the years, the, the wiser I think it is. And it's just been tweaked and modified and, and improved over the past 50 years almost. And there are very little problems with it. And I've found that a lot of times when you start tweaking it around the edges, there's unforeseen consequences, some conflict that nobody thought about that occurs six years from now when, you know, you know, something falls on a, a weird day that may conflict with a different part of the order that wouldn't be that way in the standard possession order. Then I get a phone call saying, what do I do here? And we all scratch our heads because it's not exactly clear. So yeah, you hope that doesn't happen. And if you stick with the standard possession order, you're really not going to have that problem. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, every, every single family is different. I have people that I check in with them four or five years later and, you know, well, we're still spending Christmas. Every single Christmas, we're still doing Thanksgiving. They just... They work out just fine and sometimes it doesn't, but, and then I guess the last thing we can say about holidays is you can do a standard, a, a schedule different than a standard possession order and still use standard possession holidays. A 50-50 schedule, a common 50-50 schedule that we've talked about is the two two five wrap. Sometimes you see people do a week on, week off, but a real common one is a two two five wrap. Uh, but then we still address, typically still say, even if we're doing a 50-50 schedule, let's do holidays per standard possession order. Let's do spring break for a standard possession order and usually do something different for summer too. But that's, that's, so just cause you don't have a standard possession order doesn't mean that you can't do standard possession or holidays. Cause it essentially is a way to split holidays evenly uh, between the two households. So it's important. It's really important to our clients. It's we try to do it. What makes sense for both households It's fair for both households. And of course, whatever is best for the kids is, is always what a judge is going to be trying to do. So I think that about wraps it up for this topic. I agree. I agree. I hope everyone out there has happy holidays and we'll be back soon with another episode. All right. Y'all take care.